you might recognize the desire to turn inside and recognize what is important to you in life and at work. Uncertain times like we are currently experiencing make us realize we can let our life fly by or make a change. What is important to you is what leads to happiness and happiness in life and happiness at work interact. As a career coach, I have a keen interest in the topics of work-life balance and happiness at work. In the next episodes of the Career Connection podcast, we will focus on happiness at work and what important influencing factors are on this topic. To make it practical, we will also share some instruments you can use to be aware of your happiness at work and how you can influence it positively, of course. And yes, I'm saying we. I have invited happiness expert and dear contact Anna Blasiak to join me for these happiness episodes. Keep on listening to this Joint Forces project after this. You are listening to the Career Connection podcast, bringing you practical and proven tips and advice from the leading expert on job searching and pivoting your career in the Netherlands each and every week. Besides this, this podcast is meant to connect, empower and share inspiring expat stories. Real people inspiring stories, all linked to making the career connection. And now here's your host, Marielle Obels. Anna, welcome to the show. Anna, hello. Hello. Could you shortly introduce yourself to us, Anna? Yes, hello, I'm I'm Anna Wasiak and I'm educator and I focus on growth and flourishing. Uh, I really believe that uh, we are all lifelong learners and we can work on the topic of happiness through entire life. That's why I'm working uh, both with children and with adults. Uh, So I'm and providing the workshops both for children and for adults. So with the children, I'm more concentrating on the, on the recognizing, understanding and expressing emotions because that's a foundation for happiness and exploring the facts of happiness. But uh, in the workshop for adults, I cover more uh, presentation of the research about happiness and I'm trying to turn knowledge into practice and seeing what works for who and how, how uh, how how we can uh, use the knowledge in in our practice. So Anna, um, how did you run into uh, being involved with this topic, happiness? How did you run into it and why are you so fascinated by it? Um, Well, I've been studying philosophy and uh, and pedagogy and that was uh, that was a main uh, main topic of course the the happiness is uh, it's it was a background for the philosophical speculation uh, almost uh, since uh, ever and back then when i was studying i really got interested in happiness then i went um, Furthermore, my master thesis when I uh, also did research about uh, environment uh, influencing uh, happiness. So I did research between Polish people and Irish people. And uh, then I 
continue my studies and I uh, and I got uh, involved in a PhD projects and uh, I'm also now part-time PhD student also doing research on uh, on a happiness in uh, in primary school in uh, in uh, happiness interventions in primary school so it always interested me and um, somehow it was involving that way well, that sounds nice. And I think I actually, I was wondering, um, happiness in primary school, because for kids, very young kids, it's of course very nice if they know how to express emotions, and um, especially if this is an important factor in happiness. So I can imagine that this also involves working not only with the kids, but also perhaps the interaction between parents and kids, right, on this topic. Yeah, absolutely. It's really connected uh, because um, uh, I think there are there are two two levels. The first thing that the happy parents, uh, if the parents are happy, there is a bigger chance that the children are happy uh, are happy because the children really feel the emotions and really feel the emotions of parents, so they can really notice whether whether all is all right and there is a psychological safety and all is good, so they can really develop better when the parents are are happier but uh, also the other side you mentioned indeed uh, the primary school and happiness uh, i think there is a lot of uh, a lot of interest in happiness nowadays a lot of interest in the adults life uh, but i think there is a lot of a lot of room um uh, for the empowerment of children at the very young age because uh, sometimes i'm following very interesting workshops i don't know about communication or about dealing uh, with with uh, with problems and finding solutions and i thought like wow why why i i did not learn it in the school because it's a real such a life lesson that i think really we should start uh, very early learning and uh, educating uh, about uh, these subjects yes yes and of course in today's show because uh career connection and this podcast is related to careers um, today we're going to focus a bit more about happiness at work and topics like work-life balance right um, but it's nice to have this introduction also about uh, everything that you do as it comes to happiness that people also know that you're not only focused on happiness at work but also know how it works um, with kids um, and that you could really um, help them to focus on, on growth and personal development. So if we look at happiness at work, Anna, what are important factors um, on this topic? Um, yeah, there is, uh, there, there is quite important, important things. I would, I would mention here two, two important uh, informations that uh, indeed be working make us happy so um, the research shows that employed people evaluate the the quality of life higher on average as uh, compared to unemployed people and um, individuals who are unemployed report um, more negative effect negative affective experience as compared to employed so working uh, may makes us uh, happy actually uh, on the other side we can see that um, being happy uh, makes our work better makes our more uh, work more productive and uh, research shows that we that 
what we do outside of the work increases our energy motivation focus and creativity so it's uh, it works it works together and um it really works all um yeah it depends on each other so the we the work makes us happy but also our life can can help our uh, um, and enjoy our work more uh, but if we want to talk about um, the, the factors uh, that uh, in the happiness of, at work, I really believe that uh, that it differs a lot on the individuality. And uh, but I wanted to to um, present um, four key pillars uh, of happiness at work. And they were described by the researchers from Berkeley University. And uh, they follow the acronym PERC. So they include four pillars and it's the purpose, engagement, resilience and kindness. So um, these are the, the key pillars that, uh, that, that can help us be more happy at work. So purpose, engagement, resilience, and kindness. So, and if I would um, look more into depth into those um, four pillars, huh? uh, purpose is about having meaning, right? If I'm... Exactly, exactly. So if we look at, at purpose, um, we can reflect, we reflect, uh, our core values, what are our values, what we believe in. And we feel more purpose at work when our everyday behaviors and decisions are aligned with, with those values. So uh, here it could be interesting or important with choosing a work or deciding which path I want to go, or even with reflecting on your work, what you are doing, which projects are you involved. Uh, if you are involved in the projects that are not aligned with your core values or they are far far from your core, core core values it will definitely not give you energy it will drain you from energy and that's not what we want so that's quite important to 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 be aware of your core values and see how your work can be aligned, how your behaviors, decisions at work can be aligned with those core values. Yes, especially this puts a different perspective on having, just having a job to pay the bills, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll tune into that perhaps a little bit uh, later on if we go into more in depth about uh, the relationship being happy at work and uh, being happy in life. So if I look at the second aspect, engagement, um, this is about, I think, but you just have to, um, well, um, tell me all about it. Uh, the engagement, yeah. this is the, um, the engagement you feel with your current activities at work, I think, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, engagement, uh, feeling curious, interested, inspired, experiencing flow and being dedicated um, uh, to making progress at work. So that's, that covers engagement. Uh, the, you can ask yourself the questions. Do you generally enjoy your work? Do you have enough autonomy at work? Uh, actually from the, from the research of the World Happiness Report, uh, 
uh, we can read that uh, most of the people are not engaged in, uh, in their work. So actually, uh, it's typically less than 20%. Uh, uh, while even in the Western Europe, it's uh, around 10% of people, of workers who are fully engaged in their work. So it's a quite low number. So I can believe that, uh, that the attention is there. Uh, because yeah, the research shows that we are not engaged at work, uh, engaged and uh, at work, and the engagement is really correlated with the happiness at work. Um, I can also mention here um, uh, uh, main ways how to in increase engagement to work, uh, because the and the researcher from Berkeley University is suggesting three main ways that you can. Um, increase your engagement at work. Of course, not all of them uh, are fully depend depending on you because it, it depends in a, in a quite big, uh, big uh, part of the, of the company, but uh, I'm sure you can, you can do a lot in that. So one of those three um, ways is increase playfulness and creativity. So trying to, to do your work more in a, in a playful way and uh, getting involved in more creativity, so be more creative at work. Um, the second one is get the ownership and autonomy of tasks and um, personal development. So indeed, getting more autonomy uh, of, uh, of, of what you're doing and also of your personal development, because this is very, very important, very important to build in uh, opportunities to grow and learn, but but really that are connected to your own needs. And the third one, which I think is quite uh, quite important, is uh, adopt less hectic schedule to give space for immersions, for deep engagement, for deep working. So at the moment, many companies are shifting from multitasking being always available, being hyper busy and uh, giving more space to, to deep work, to really getting immersed in your task and getting immersed uh, in what you're doing uh, rather than being distracted all the time. Yeah, so this also means like blocking your calendar just because you want to um, finish off some uh, things that need to be done as well huh? to focus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like using using the computers, tablets, smartphones more strategically rather than compulsively. So taking making making sure that, that we know strategies, we know the ways how to use the more efficient, effective, and uh, connect connected uh, in a connected way rather than than uh, that it costs our distraction and it caused our being uh, us being drained so so that's that's i think quite important skill to to learn to learn it how to use them more strategically exactly um if we're trying to, i was thinking if we're trying to um teach our kids how to be smart in using the internet and using the smartphone we should also look at our own behavior as adults huh? this was this was actually going through my mind when hearing you speak about this uh, yeah yeah 
Indeed, and there is, uh, I think there is so much that we can do uh, about it, also not even at work, but also in our, in our private life, because uh, when we see how often we look at our smartphone, and let's say if, uh, I guess in many cases, it could be that the first thing you do when you wake up, you, you look at your smartphone, but there is so much studies around that uh, our brain needs time to rest, and when you're looking constantly on the smartphone, your brain does not have time to rest. So basically we are in the mode of processing information all the time and we do not give our brain time to rest. And I think it's very important to be aware of that and to, to, to include it in your, in your routine because uh, it really might give us a lot of more focus and creativity if we give more rest to our brain and not to be constantly focused and constantly busy. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think this part especially also relates to perhaps the the third part, resilience, right? Um, if you have a resilience, yeah. yeah. I think there should be a relationship or could be, but of course you're the expert. Um, yeah, let let me explain what, what the resilience is. Um, the resilience is being able to handle setbacks and difficulties, adversities in ways that foster learning and growth. Um, when we when we're looking at at work, so when we're looking at at work, um, uh, resilience does not mean to to try to prevent you from difficulties or to to avoid confrontations but it means being able to to face the challenges uh, and and deal with the uh, deal with them of course it's it's easy to say and i can imagine that at work it might be it might be challenging but um mm, to, to try to go to this point that, that making mistakes is something all right. And then uh, you can just learn from the mistakes and you can do next time better. Um, it also, I would like to point out here the, the research made by Google. Uh, Google at some points uh, research um, team working. So try to find the factors that, that helps um, teams perform well and uh, here they mentioned psychological safety it was a quite important aspect of, of that what is uh, psychological safety um, I think this this question can can ask <laughs> can answer answer it uh, can we take risk on this uh, on this team without feeling insecure and embarrassed uh, so if if there is a psychological safety, in our work environment, we can take risks and we can uh, take them without feeling insecure and embarrassed. And then we can, we know when we do mistakes, we can just repair them. We can, we can do better next time. So it's, I think resilience is, is this feeling of all right, even if something, something bad happen even if the difficulty occurs and I will not deal with it the way I should there is always a, a, a way I can learn I can grow and I can do bet I can I can do better next time yes and I think within your work having the feeling that it's okay to make mistake that you're not 
well, that the blame is not put on you, uh, but that everybody tries to think along with you how to do better. I think this is what really uh, is putting everybody up for the psychological safety you are talking about, huh? Um, yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. And also, um, um, what can strengthen resilience is uh, asking for help. Because uh, sometimes you might think like, oh yeah, I, I'm not going to ask for help because I'm going to maybe, this, uh, you know, maybe I'm going to show that I cannot do it myself. But actually asking for help, it also also can, can help. Just expressing yourself, be authentic and uh, just be, your, be yourself and say like, well, I'm facing difficulties here. Could you help me? Exactly. Oh, and I know how difficult asking for help is uh, because loads of time when I work with my clients, some clients really feel that asking for help is a sign of failure. Huh? Um, the moment you start asking for help, you are showing that you failed, that you cannot do the job. Um, and there are a lot of cultural differences involved also in this topic, which is for another day, not for today. But this asking for help for people is really like a big thing. Um, at least that is yeah, what I, I can imagine. Yeah, I, I, I also looking at myself and I think it's easy to say and I think it's more difficult to, to do. Uh, but that's what also what the research shows that actually uh, asking for help is that's exactly what you explained is considered as something a uh, weakness, but uh, it's not always received and weakness. It's it might really improve, uh, improve the whole process. Yeah, exactly. But I think if you look at upbringing, uh, and of course this varies per country and per uh, cultural uh, uh, well backgrounds, but I think if you look at um, uh, the way asking for help is incorporated in upbringing, um, well, I think there's loads of room for improvement and um, yeah, um, we could do better on that aspect if you would ask me. Yeah, indeed. I, I, I think the same. Yeah. So, and then we have the uh, fourth aspect of the perk, uh, which is kindness. What did the researchers yes. mean by kindness? Because I firmly believe in kindness. Huh? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us. Yeah, um, well, basically kindness is an orientation, um, uh, orientating our thoughts and actions toward caring for others. Uh, basically, that's what uh, what uh, what uh, uh, kindness includes. Uh, and kindness at work. Uh, there could be uh, many ways we can we can use kindness at work, but uh, we can start with actively listening to others i think this is uh, this is a very important point uh, listening to others there are different stages of, of listening sometimes we just uh, uh, we don't do not fully listen uh, our colleagues and then we can just pay attention to listening to others and then they will definitely feel it that we are listening to them trusting others uh, yeah this is a very important uh, important fa factor sharing resources uh, so all these things that can they can they can they can uh, increase the kindness and they can show that we are caring and not only can show that we are caring but that we that but we care that we care um but also it's a pro-social pro behavior, so really uh, being nice to each other and gratitude. The gratitude is also quite an important factor uh, in this aspect, uh, but also in a whole happiness uh, 
research the gratitude is quite uh, quite important so using more gratitude at work it's uh, it can definitely uh, work well in this uh, case yes and gratitude is also like a kindly uh, really genuine thank you huh? every once in a while uh, i think yeah, towards yeah, each other yeah. yeah 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 indeed yeah so this is a nice research you are sharing and it immediately um triggers the question oh there's so much room for improvement on the company's end also huh? not only only on the individual but also on the company's end if you describe all this research um, is there one piece of advice that you could hand over for companies that they should really um, if they want to increase happiness within the company what's one thing they could do as of today yeah, of course, every company is different. So I would look at those uh, four pillars and then uh, let's say purpose, engagement, resilience and kindness and uh, try to find what is, uh, what, is, what is the easiest thing that we can change right now and uh, what, what we can do right now. I would say engagement is a quite uh, interesting, interesting topic because uh, uh, with, um, with the the talks uh, between the managers and the, and the, and the workers you can you can easy uh, check check it and talk about it like do you have enough autonomy at work do you uh, what is what about your personal development uh, how you can build it um, and just get into um, into dialogue in that and and try to 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 as a manager as a supervisor try to be led by your employee and try to see what are his needs and try to follow them that will give uh, him or her more autonomy and that will definitely bring more happiness and happiness at work yes and exactly and if you relate this to uh, of course um, the well, reality of today with people working remotely, and this is probably going to stay in the long run, if you would ask me. Um, what COVID did prove us is that um, employers or employees, sorry, they take ownership. Huh? Uh, like a topics like productivity, they actually increased uh, when everybody started to work remotely instead of decrease. And this was one of the main topics for employers I know, just to not start working uh, with remote working. And now they are all proven wrong. Um, so I think one of the things that COVID proved us that's, that is really helping people uh, to create their own ownership and autonomy. But on the same hand, it's also influencing um, work-life balance huh? and um, interaction between um, working life and uh, home life. So that's the back end of all of this. So if we move on to uh, this relationship between being happy at work and being happy in life, uh, Anna, is there a relationship between those two uh, happiness topics? Yeah, yeah. If we look at uh, if you look at the research, uh, research shows that uh, what we do outside uh, of work is really a big, uh, um, big thing for our for our work. So it basically gives us this this power to bring to a, to 
to bring the a lot more energy to the projects or tasks at work. So the better your personal personal life is, the higher your potential uh, to do great work uh, is. So uh, as we talk about engagement at work, uh, that is quite important. I think as important or probably even more, it's uh, being engaged outside of work and being engaged with your personal life and actually leading a good life because that is proven that it's gonna reflect on your on your work so it's uh, all very connected um, uh, your work and personal life do not amount to a zero-sum game uh, where where more more of one means you are compromising the other uh, in fact the quality of work and your productivity um, uh, depend on the on the quality of your life so it's very important to invest and to be engaged in your in your personal life yeah and i know some people if you relate this to work that some people are surprised uh, that their managers are perhaps asking if everything at home is all right or if people are doing well privately but i think your answer shows us that uh, a question like this uh, actually is a, perhaps a normal question to ask if you're willing and open to share, right? Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, that's uh, that, that's quite quite important. And indeed, that's up to you if you're willing to share or, or not. But I think it's it's good to be aware uh, that there is, a, there is a strong relation. Yeah. So, so Anna, I mentioned the word work-life balance uh, previously in this talk. Um, um, I think there's, we could spend another podcast about this topic, but um, how does work-life balance come into all of this? Um, yeah, actually, it's a good question because indeed a work-life balance is a quite important driver of uh, individuals' well-being. Um, and uh, according to the European Social Survey, it's, uh, it's quite, quite important. Um, um, although what we just said, it's also, uh, from, from my point of view, it's good to, to look, it's worth consider uh, making your work more uh, uh, lifelike, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, mm -hmm. In a sense, not to make it uh, too big opposites, like the, the work has to be something negative and then you have to compensate it uh, with, the, with, the, with the great life. It's good, it's, that's all, uh, all the topic about the happiness at work, to make work uh, mm, more, more pleasure and more enjoyable. But I absolutely do not mean here that we should not make a boundaries because uh, we definitely need, do, do, and do need a boundaries between work and, uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, and our life. Uh, I think that in Netherlands it's working quite well comparing to other countries, I would say, because uh, in, in, as far as I know, in Netherlands, uh, the, the work culture nine to five is quite, uh, mm. uh, quite, uh, quite, quite important and also it's uh, it's quite um, uh, normal to 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 be able to influence the the length of your working week so i think it's uh, it's quite quite all right but of course now we're getting uh, getting uh, into remote working and then 
there are some challenges about working from home and about combining your work with private life and separating them. Uh, so I can imagine that here is uh, it's a room for discussion and uh, finding out what works for who and uh, how can we improved and uh, how, how it works for different people. Yeah, and I noticed this also has to do with being able to set your boundaries um, and sometimes also with, uh, I think this work-life balance um, has to do also with satisfaction. Huh? If you feel satisfied on one hand, it's also easier to be satisfied on another aspect or see what you can improve to be satisfied uh, on the other aspect of life. Huh? Um, yeah, this is for me, it's a bit yeah. the interaction that I notice. Um, not being an expert, of course, yeah. Yeah, but I think also here uh, with, with working, let's say, remotely from, from home, uh, what we discussed before uh, using, using the, the devices uh, more strategically rather than compuls compulsively, that's also part of setting the boundaries uh, because uh, that could be that we are actually, our home is our working environment. It's, uh, it's very important to, to set the boundaries and set the boundaries with time and some, set the boundaries with place. I think that might, that might help with, uh, with uh, separating it. Yes, agree. Yeah, yeah. So we have a lot of expat listeners, uh, of course, to this podcast. And I can imagine there's also a relationship uh, between um, moving to another country. Um, it, of course, it has a big psychological impact. I think there's loads of evidence about it. So do you know anything about um, the influence, uh, influences of, well, moving to this other country, relocating and the impact on happiness? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's commonly known that moving uh, moving to the to the new countries uh, might bring a lot of concerns of uh, yeah leaving moving away from your friends and families, uh, starting new job or searching for a new job, uh, learning new language. So uh, indeed, there is a lot of concerns. So uh, there is a lot uh, a lot. It has a lot a big psychological impact. Um, maybe I can refer here to my to my experience because I I, I actually lived in, through my life in six different countries and so wow. I moved a lot. Um, but from my experience, uh, moving to another country was also a positive experience. Was also something always always something that I wanted to do. Uh, so it always brought me this 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 positive wow effect and. When I look at uh, uh, it a little bit from distance, I can see that it helped me to, to leave my comfort zone, mm -hmm. uh, learn new skills, uh, but also broaden my thoughts and actions uh, because uh, it gave me this, this feeling inside into different points of view. So uh, sometimes I you know, reflect all the countries that I lived and then I thought, wow, I learned so much from people there and I so, learned so much how to deal with the problems. And uh, I'm also living in Holland now and I feel like it's amazing how, how people are dealing with, uh, with problems here, which is so much different than that, uh, that, that I experienced uh, uh, somewhere else. Um, so I think in total, it really, uh, it really gave me, uh, gave me more and, um, it helped me also be more creative because I see more, more possibilities, more options. Uh, so I really think it can be, um, 
it can it can really help with your with your happiness and what we discussed consequently uh, helping your personal happiness consequently can can uh, increase your your work happiness so i really believe that uh, that it can help yes so and i i also know that some people after relocation they end up like in a phase where they started feeling more uh, depressed or down um so if i look at your story, which is a very positive story, huh? that you took all the positive experiences. But if people like are starting to feel, um, well, perhaps less engaged or a bit down, uh, what would be your advice to those listeners? What is the thing they could do like um, do um, to uh, upgrade this feeling of happiness? Um, yeah, what we what we just mentioned that indeed the move can be can have a big psychological impact. So I would also advise to doing it a little bit proactively. Like let's say uh, before you start uh, a relocation, to try to make sure that everything is prepared. Then do one thing at the time and feeling uh, this control and feeling and having this this. Uh, um, having this feeling that uh, that indeed you can do what we talk about resilience right like uh, you can you can do mistakes you the things can go wrong but to have people around you that's that's quite important to have uh, people around you and having your network of friends and or and family or um, or finding a new network uh, with in your new place that can definitely help you to to be more resilient, to to be more resilient, to to try to cope with, with it, uh, but also I think doing one thing at the time, in a sense, uh, making sure that you're preparing for your move, that, that the the things are prepared, and uh, maybe it's good to give the time rather to do everything at the same time because uh, the things can happen, and as we said, it's a big uh, big thing. Uh, so it, uh, uh, so we have to make sure that the things can go wrong, and we have to be aware of that and expect that. So we have to find the way strategies to deal with it. Yes, and I think you mentioned like three in this uh, answer, like do one thing at a time. Feeling in control, I think, is also a big one. That if you feel in control, you have the feeling you can. Um, um, make small steps and baby steps forward um, and network. Um, I think you cannot um, tap into a new network uh, soon enough. Huh? I think having your network around uh, you, it doesn't matter where it is, uh, but also in a new environment. I think starting up your network in a new environment is really a big thing because for me, this helps a lot of on this topic of resilience. Um, yeah, indeed, and it's uh, relations. That's 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 the number one when you think about uh, about the happiness and uh, yeah. uh, in general. So this is the relation what you mentioned, uh, being being connected with um, with uh, with people people that care for you. That really might uh, might help you and might might really uh, help to overcome the the troubles. Yeah. Uh, and of course, COVID can, uh, well, perhaps proved us that something, sometimes a connection can be different, but every uh, remote thing. But actually, I was talking to uh, one of my acquaintances last week and he told me uh, I never met um, 
uh, more new people than last month. So he was actually running into loads of new people uh, <laughs> during COVID times, which was actually quite exciting, if you would ask me. So, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. So it, it is happening. So if you want it, it's out there. Actually, this was the point I would like to make. And sometimes it helps for people just to start with something like a gratitude journal and eh? just to keep uh, track of the things that you are have gratitude for. It's so helpful sometimes just to, to see where you stand, to reflect. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, all the all the little 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 steps, little activities that that can help uh, help us, like you mentioned, the gratitude journal. Just uh, writing uh, every day uh, three things that you are grateful for, or three things that went well that day. And you can really see how you bring to your conscious on good things also because we tend to concentrate on the negative things we tend to concentrate on the things that do not go go right but uh, if we challenge them with the with the things that go um that go right and if we do it regularly it can really brings us a, um yeah a, a quite a quite a good effect and new awareness and uh, more strength yes I, I believe it does yeah so Anna, I want to thank you for sharing your knowledge on this subject. I think we have spoken about a lot, but there's still so much to, um, well, dive into if you would ask me. Um, so there's a lot of more room for another podcast later on. So if our listeners are interested, well, please let us know. We're happy to do so. I really enjoyed deep diving into this subject of happiness uh, and happiness at work and learning such a wonderful things about it. Um, it will definitely support and inspire our listeners, listeners, I think, in creating their own happiness in life and at work. Um, so Anna, if people would like to reach out to you, where can they find you? Um, well, first of all, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to 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 talk to you. So it was uh, yeah, I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, yeah, you're more than welcome to reach out. Uh, you can find me on uh, on LinkedIn, Anna Blasiak, or also you can reach out um, via my email. So it's Anna dot at happinessprojects.eu. Uh, let me um, repeat, Anna with double n and dot blashak at happinessprojects.eu yes and we will share your email address also in the comments below the podcast or people can drop me a message uh, so i can uh, well send the email address push it forward to them um, perfect. yes perfect so anna thanks again it was wonderful having you um well perhaps until next time Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Until next time. All right. Well, this was fun, right? All this awesome content on happiness at work. Anna and I got so inspired working on this podcast together. So we decided to record in-depth episodes on the four perked factors of happiness at work. So if you enjoyed listening to today's episode, check in with us again next week to learn more about the first influencing factor which is the p of purpose and keep working on your happiness at work if you enjoyed this week's episode i invite you to check out mariellaobels.com to find out more about the ways mariella could support you in bringing your career goals to come to life 
The member program run by Marielle is the essential resource for anyone who wishes to get hired in the Netherlands or pivot their career successfully while living abroad. Whether you are still trying to figure out how to get hired in the Netherlands or whether you would like to get promoted and bring your career to the next level, the membership program can help you to boost your activities and realize your career goals. With the extensive course library, monthly training, bi-weekly Q&A sessions, perks, tools and a supportive and active community to support you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the membership program run by Marielle is the place to be for anyone who would like to get hired or pivot their career in the Netherlands. Check it out on marielleobels.com.